Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life, the podcast dedicated to creating a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by serving with your divine gifts. Today's episode 576, and I'm really excited. I have with me a special guest that I know well, who lives in the mountains of coolness in Colorado, and his name's Orville Ray Wilson. Orville, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Kellen. It's a pleasure. I'm excited to have you. And it's uh, it's fun to talk about this topic because it is so talked about and so little truly understood. I define creating the ultimate life as a, a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy created by serving with your divine gifts. H- how would you define an ultimate life? Wow. Ultimate life is having the freedom to spend your time in your own way. Your ultimate life is being free of want, uh, being free of anxiety and fear. Uh, it's it's being loved. You know that doesn't mean that you have to be, you know, a a, 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 a trust fund baby or a, or a stockbroker. You know, you, want is a uh, is a state that we choose, and it seems that you know no matter how much we want, you know, how much we have, we we still sometimes. Uh, find ourselves in in these states of not enoughness, and uh, so yeah, if, if being able to do the things that you really care about with the people that you love, I think I, I mean, that's that's a definition that works for me. Cool. Well, so we hear a lot. <clears throat> the internet and marketing and stuff is full of a lot of people who you know tell your story, make an impact, and do this, and follow your dream, and. You talk about this state of coolness, state of enjoying life every day, and I tie it explicitly to serving with your divine gifts, but we we, we hear a lot of talk about it. And so my question to discuss here is, um, do you think it's possible to live that ultimate life, or is that just hype? I know it's possible. I, you know, I mean, people, you know, people come and visit us <clears throat> here. We have Pardon me. <coughs> we live in a 100% solar home at 9,000 feet um, on an inhold uh, of several acres in the middle of a conservation easement in the middle of a 19,000 acre state park. I'm sitting here looking out the windows uh, and uh, for 10 miles on either side of me, you can't even build a fire. Um, if if I crane my neck a little bit, I can see elk grazing in the distance and people come here and say, Oh my God, you're so lucky. You're so well, well luck didn't have anything to do with it. You know, <laughs> this, uh, this, this house is the manifestation of a dream that Denise and I had back in the seventies when we first met each other. And, uh, you know, my life certainly has been devoted to, to writing and to speaking and to teaching and, and uh, helping others, and the 
whatever financial success we've had has been purely a byproduct of that. Uh, on top of that, I served several years as a volunteer fireman up here because some guy, somebody knocked on the door and they said, we're trying to get another fire station and we need to show that we can staff it in order to get the, the grant. And I'm like, okay, sign me up. You know, <laughs> you know, the next thing I knew I was, I was walking into a burning building with an air tank on my back. So, uh, so I, I think there is, <clears throat> there is in fact no other way except by service to, uh, to really create a, a life of joy, purpose, and prosperity, as, as you said. Um, well, I agree, and I know, I know some things about you and things that you do and have done, and I'm grateful for the good that you choose to add to the world. One of the things that I know from my own life, the lives of those I work with and those that I know, is that you don't get there <clears throat> To the, to the place where you understand the true meaning of want, you can circumscribe the need to have more and live in peace and contentment, service, and love with what you have without going over some hills through some obstacles and some uh, struggle because of the nature of the world we live in, the stories that there are about what constitutes success and all that sort of thing. Uh, you don't get there without some, some struggle and some personal choice and, and then going through that kind of development. So tell us a little bit about your story. What things do you go through or have you gone through that have made you aware of the choices and then the conscious will to make choices to do things? to create that? Well, I just had an object, <clears throat> an object lesson uh, very recently over Thanksgiving holidays. Uh, my son, Aaron, and his wife, you know, Aaron and I were on the phone and said, you know, he says, dad, we, you know, we should go do something together. We should go on an adventure together. We haven't done anything together for a while. And uh, he's just turning 40, really adventurous guy, you know, extreme skier, snowboarder, uh, rock climber, you know, all the things I used to be able to do. He does them well and better. And uh, so he said, he said, how about if we go scuba diving? We haven't been scuba diving for ages. And, well, Denise and I hadn't had a vacation in like seven years. So like, okay, I'm all over that. So we planned this dive vacation and we stayed at a, a little village, a little tiny fishing village on the coast of Belize called Hopkins. And Hopkins is adjacent to the second largest barrier reef in the world, but it's also adjacent to several uh, jungle nature preserves and uh, a couple of ancient Mayan cities that have been excavated. And so we were really looking forward to, to this adventure. And one of the days when we weren't diving, we went on uh, a, a hike into uh, the Mayfield um, nature preserve and after you know hiking through the jungle for about two hours and climbing about 1500 vertical feet uh we we made our way to this uh this place called angel falls 
which is a cascade that drops maybe a hundred feet in three or four terraces and it opens up and there's a view of the, the ocean in the distance and it's a spectacular spot. And so, you know, we all, you know, strip our clothes off. We got our swimmers on, we dive into this crystal clear uh, pool of, of water and Aaron and Kristen and Denise, they all, you know, swim across the pool into this, this kind of uh, alcove, you know, where the, the, where the cascade had, had you know, excavated out the rock and, and they're, you know, the water's plummeting down and they're hollering and screaming and having a great time. And when I jumped in, this just the shock from the heat of the jungle to the cold water, I just, you know, made my, made, you know, I had to, I stopped my breathing for a moment and I was like, and, uh, and, and I just kind of hung back and watched them, uh, you know, play in the waterfall for the next, you know, 10 minutes or so. And, um, but I never, I, I, I never, I, I never swam over to join them. And as we got out and towel down, got dressed, we were hiking back out and I, you know, I couldn't help but think, you know, you took a car to the bus, to the airport, took a plane to Belize City, then another plane to Dangriga, and then another bus to Hopkins, and then another bus to Mayfield, and then this 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 arduous hike and climb through the jungle to get to this waterfall, and then you didn't go the last 12 feet. You know, what the hell is up with that? Orville. And where else is that showing up in your life? How many times do we go the 90% or the 99% or, you know, 1,500 miles, and then we don't go the last step, the last few feet to really embrace the, the payoff, the joy, the, 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 the goal, you know, the, the, you know, whether that's, you know, writing your book or, or climbing a, a you know, a mountain or um, taking care of your granddaughter or, you know, whatever it might be in your life that gives you a sense of joy. Uh, so many times we let, you know, some totally irrelevant form of resistance, you know, show up and we, we don't make the choice to push that through, let go of it, whether it's fear or discomfort. In this case, I was just, you know, I was just uncomfortable. Duh. I was, you know, and I'd, I'd sat in the water another five minutes and acclimated. I'd been fine. So that's a, that's a powerful object lesson, story, and thought provoking thing, because one of the things I know and I talk about is that the possession, the living of the ultimate life is something you can have here now. You don't, you don't have to wait until when I do this, then, you know, after this, I'll do this to get that or be that it's a choice that we make here today. And one of the manifestations of that choice is a phrase I use, add good to the world. And it's just a choice you make. And I know about you, some things that you do and have done. Uh, fire department is one, but other things. What I'd like you to do is talk for just a minute 
about your choices. How do you, besides running into burning buildings, choose to <laughs> add, how do you choose to add good to the world? I want you to tell me that. Well, I've written several successful books. I spent 30 years on the international circuit as a professional speaker. Uh, I was a co-author of uh, the Guerrilla Marketing series, which is the best-selling marketing books in publishing history. Uh, 56 titles uh, in 63 languages. We just passed 26 million books in print. And along with uh, Bill Gallagher and Jay Levinson and Seth Godin, there were a handful of us that created this uh, this very successful business series. Uh, about a dozen years ago, I was helping a neighbor with his roof and took a, a, a nasty fall and had a serious spinal cord injury. And uh, that brought my career to a screeching halt. And um, found myself in, you know, in, in a hospital bed in traction here at the house for the next six months, recovering from that. And my friends in NSA, they, they, other speakers, they you know, came out of the woodwork. They said, well, Paul, we'll let stamps, we'll go do to the gig, do, you know, give you the money. And uh, I, I said, well, no, but what I really need is some company. And so they did. They would drive all the way up here to the mountain, and we would sit and, and talk shop as people are inclined to do. And after a few months, they started asking, well, how much would you charge to continue coaching me? Like, what? Coaching? What's that? I, I thought we were just having a conversation. I said, no, I've, I've, I've like doubled my business you know, since we started this. <laughs> and uh, so I got involved in the International Coaching Federation, went back to school and got a certification. And so for the last uh, decade or, or more, I've been coaching other speakers, authors, uh, professionals to, you know, identify that message inside them and bring it out to the world, writing a book, turning into a keynote, a workshop, seminar, destination, retreat, you know, whatever, and, and positioning them as thought leaders in order to grow their business. That's, that's said, my day job. You said something really important. You said go back to school. And I know because of what you were about to say about your not day job, um, you have gone back to school for something else. Because continuing learning, growing, improving is important to you. And I want you to share about that. Uh, you mean the big band? <laughs> yeah, I do. And the fact you went back to take drumming lessons after yeah. um, umpteen decades. Sure. I, uh, I, I was involved in this community band uh, for a while. And we just got frustrated because the band director drank and it was... It was an excuse for a bunch of guys to get away from the old lady on a Tuesday night. So eight years ago, the guitar player, the bass player, and I left and formed our own uh, professional band, Flatirons Jazz Orchestra. And it is today, it's probably the most commercially successful band of its kind in, in the front range. It's an 18-piece swinger, a, a big, big band. Are we talking about Duke Ellington, Count Basie, Manny Goodman, Buddy Rich? Uh, Gene Krupa, Ella Fitzgerald, Bing Crosby, that, that whole arc of, of the great American songbook from the early 1940s and, and through the 50s. And we play in regular rotation at all the big uh, dance, use, uh, dance venues uh, uh, across the state. And um, yeah, so it'd be what, three, four years ago now, I started studying with uh, Mike Marlier, who is uh, runs the percussion department at the Leeds School of Music at uh, University of Denver. Uh, and this was in the before time. 
and took lessons with him for a couple of years before COVID kind of shut things down. Um, of course, during COVID, we, we, you know, we couldn't perform for a year and a half. And I spent that time literally stuck a calendar up on the wall and every day would spend an hour with the drum set, but, you know, and it was start out to 30 days in a row and then it was 60 days in a row and then it was 90 and, and so on. And, uh, the band came back together in June. We had our first show. We've played nine shows so far this year. And uh, we're kind of wrapping up for the new year. And uh, we lost nine people to COVID. Which was, nobody died, but they, they just didn't want to get the shot. So, uh, and, and all of the people who have, all of the replacements have been upgrades. And so... Maybe vaccination makes you a better musician. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, practice certainly does. And, yeah. and when we got back together, everyone was like turning their heads going, whoa, who's the new drummer? What's up with that? Um, because it, it, it not only is it more gratifying to me to be able to play better, but it creates a gravity well that attracts other people who are likewise more skilled and the band is playing better than ever. We're just really, really excited. And you know, when 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 the, the, the people are dancing, you know, sometimes you can just feel the whole building move, and that energy comes up through my feet and into the drums and into the music and back out into the dance floor in this cycle of flow. And it is it is just it is it is a, a transcendent experience every time every time we get on stage it's just wonderful. so we've come past the end of the time that we have and i want to uh, there's undoubtedly some people that will hear this that will want to know about orville wilson about flat irons about the ethos of practice about the choice to add good to the world the uh, things that we've talked about. So what's the easiest way or the best way that people can follow up or find out more about who you are and what you do? If you just send me an email to Orville Ray, O-R-V-E-L-R-A-Y at gmail.com, I'd be happy to schedule an hour with anyone and have a conversation and help you however I can. I want to thank you today and I want to encourage you as listeners Orville is someone that I have known and have appreciated in terms of his commitment to, to doing good. There are many stories that I know about him that he could have told, and we've had the time that we've had, and I'm grateful for that. And I want to tell you to listen to this a couple of times and then ask yourself where in your life do the things that you heard today have impact? Where might they indicate opportunity, growth, and change? Orville, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Kellen. It's my pleasure. All right. Well, this is the end of this episode, and I can tell you for sure there has been enough information, encouragement, story, laughter, and power shared today that if you listen to it again, you make choices about where you can have this be valuable in your life, that it will contribute to your journey to create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow... 
This is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet.